Hallelujah. Praise y'all for you all joining us again today. Praise y'all. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Praise the most high uh, for you all joining us again today. Uh, Facebook land, YouTube, Podbeam, iTunes. <clears throat> Praise y'all for you all being a part of uh, celebrating the most high with us. Today we're going to deal with part two of atonement. Uh, it's important to be to, um, to be atoned. Have your sins atoned for and we did with part two. We come, we, we've, we've come out of um, Yom Kippur uh, last week of, of fasting um, uh, from sundown until sundown. Uh, fasting, no food, no water. Um, also, um, the high Shabbat, high Sabbath day of, of day of no working. And we thank God that, that we was able to do that. The word says, the word says, uh, in Leviticus 16, that that's a permanent regulation. Yeah. That's something that's uh, never ending. Something something that does not change. Now, we have an adversary. We have we have an enemy, mm-hmm. uh, Lucifer. Uh, in Leviticus, it calls him uh, Aziel. Well, he's always against God, against the Most High. The adversary, the devil, Lucifer. Um, so he tells us he tells us things. He he's cunning. The word says that he would deceive the whole nation. That he would, that he would deceive the nations. So he's cunning and crafty to tell to tell you you don't have to honor or follow Torah. And when we buy into that lie, then we begin to not do what Yah has commanded us to do. After all, we don't follow it anymore. And that's that's horrible. And we make up excuses. Uh, we, we we call things like Yom Kippur, or we call uh, Sukkot. We call those Jewish holidays, and those are not Jewish holidays. Um, as a matter of fact, you don't even really even in the Torah see the word Jew at all in the Torah period. And then when you look in the Book of Esther, I think it's the first place where they mention the word Jew. But but when y'all when y'all mentions Israel, he bring up Israel by name. Tell the children of Israel. Don't tell the Jews. But tell the children of Israel. Or when he wanted to bring out a, describe a tribe, he would say like Judah, Benjamin, Gad. You know he he would name the name of that tribe. But when we when we we fall for that lie and say well that that that, that exempts us. And it's only exclusive to this group right here. Then what we do is begin to bleed there. So we don't honor Yah's Torah, and we don't do Yom Kippur, we don't do Yom Teruah, or we don't do Sukkot, and that's a sin. It's a perpetual covenant. Not obeying Yah's word is actually not walking in trust. After all, trust, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Yah. So if Yah tells us, for example, in the Torah, it says to honor the Sabbath, keep it holy. And Yah gives Moses uh, specific instructions, and then he said, this is a perpetual covenant. So that means it's ongoing, never ending. So when we don't honor that, that means that we're walking outside of faith. And without faith, without trust, you cannot please Yah. And trust us from being obedient. So, so, so we, 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 we got to get a grip, you all, and wake up and begin to read the word for ourselves. Don't read doctrine. Don't read what some man say. If a man tells you the word says that we no longer have to follow Torah, make him show you. And then, they, then make him explain to you what he's saying. I went to, I went to some, uh, some congregations before, and I've seen certain so-called men who call themselves apostles or call themselves prophets, and they'll get up and say, you're redeemed from the curse of the law. And then they'll begin to teach that the law itself was cursed. And that's completely putting a scripture out of context. So then they tell you that the law was bad. Well, let me explain a couple of things out of that before I get to my message. First of all, the curse of the law is death. So they are right when they say you are redeemed from the curse of the law because they're saying you are redeemed from death, from intentional sin, because Yeshua HaMashiach has purified our consciences from bad works. So now we can begin to make right decisions and he, and we're forgiven for intentional sin. That's what you're redeemed from, death. And second of all, if, 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 if Yah 
did not have authority or power of his word, why follow him in the first place when he made a mistake? He's not all-powerful. He can't be all-powerful. He can't be all-knowing by having to go back and redo his word and give you another way. What? Where did he get that at? He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. His word is flawless. There is no mistake in this word. When you read Hebrews 8, and when y'all said he found a fault, he, he, he had grounds for fault finding, it comes right back in, a, in, 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 in the second sentence it said, indeed, he has found fault with the people. There is never a fault in Yah's word. Yah's word is plain, it's, it's pure. It's a word that gives you life. But when the adversary deceives you and tells us that we don't have to follow the Torah, he's telling you, you do not have to follow Yah's word. And that's not good. He's telling you that the New Testament or, 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 or the, 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 the Brit Hadashah, however you want to say it, whatever language you want to speak it in, he's telling you that's the New Covenant and that is not at all the New Covenant. Paul's letters don't bring out a new covenant. Yeshua's teachings don't bring a new covenant. Yeshua did not do it with Torah. As a matter of fact, in Matthew 5, verse 17, he says, Do not think I have come to abolish the Torah. The word abolish means to do away with. I have not come to do away with or abolish the Torah, but I have come to fulfill or set it up right. Or give you a proper understanding or bring it to its fullest measure. You have heard, thou shalt not, and I say, is what he says. So, so he didn't do away with it. We have a responsibility to follow Yah's word because if we don't follow Yah's word, we're in trouble. And you gotta know that the enemy of Yah is your enemy if Yah is your father. My enemy is not my children's friend. If my enemy is my children's friend, then there's something wrong with me and my children's relationship. Because if my enemy is trying to kill me and you his friend, that means you're trying to kill me too. Does that make a lot of sense? That's right. If my enemy is your friend, you, you and my enemy best friends, mm -hmm. I'm not finna hear you tell me, well, I ain't got to do with that. You got a lot to do with that. You know he want to kill me. So the enemy of the most high is not your friend. So if he tells you you don't follow Yah's word and Yah don't and, and Yah does not say don't follow uh, and doesn't say that, then why would you listen to your enemy anyway? So 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 we gotta not listen to the adversary and listen to the word of Yah. Let's go to Hebrews nine. We're gonna go to Hebrews nine today, and we're dealing with part two of the atonement. Hebrews nine, and we may go believe me, we're gonna flip around in the scripture. But we're going to go to Hebrews 9 today. It says, now, in the first covenant, first covenant, had both regulations for worship and a holy place. In the first covenant, had both regulations for worship and a holy place here on earth. Uh -huh. A tent was set up, the outer one, which was called the holy place. In it were the menorah, the table, and the bread of the presence. Behind the second parakeet was a tent called the holiest place or the holy of holies. Or what some folks say behind the veil. Mm -hmm. Which had the golden altar for burning incense and the Ark of the Covenant entirely covered with gold. In the Ark of the in the Ark were the gold jar containing manna of Haron's rod that sprouted in the stone tablets of the covenant, and above it were the caravan. Representing the Shekinah, casting their shadow on the lid of the ark. But now is not the time to discuss these things in detail. Let's push pause. Let me let me let me mention, bring out something to you all and help you see something. Mm -hmm. Behind the holy of holies, behind the veil, they had a, they had the golden altar for burning incense. When they put the, the when the incense started burning, it would produce a cloud. Yes. The cloud was to protect Aaron from seeing the presence of Yah to preserve his life. The cloud also symbolizes the cloud that led the children of Israel by day. That, that, that's what the cloud, when the incense burned, it put a cloud up. Because the, the very presence of Yah was right there on, uh, uh, above the ark. And they had the caravan, the angels, or, 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 or the warrior angels, were, were there, and their wings would touch, 
and they were there to protect the holiness of Yah. And anything that, that violated their holiness was, was, was punished. And Aaron, when he went behind the veil, he had to first bring blood to confess his, he had to confess his own sins before Yah, then do a sacrifice to make him worthy to confess the sins of the people. So this is what's going on. So verse 6 says this, With things so arranged, the priest of Kohanim go into the outer tent all the time to discharge their duties. But only the Kohen Haggadah, the high priest, Enters, enters the inner one and he goes in only once a year and he, mu and he must always bring blood which he offers both for himself and for the sins committed in ignorance by the people <coughs> now listen you know when, when Yeshua had passed in, in resurrection when Yeshua was, was crucified the, the, the veil, the curve was ripped from top to bottom, right? Yeah. Which signifies the curtain didn't have an entrance way to walk into. So the, the, the high priest, how did he get behind the veil? Did he push the curtain aside and walk through? Well, from just, from just Hebrew thought, what it said was that Yah pulled him in. That he was translated to behind the veil. He was accepted to go into behind the veil by Yah bringing him in. So, so, so anybody that went in unauthorized was dead. Nobody could go in. Tradition says that he would have to have a rope tied around his leg. And he, when, he, when, he, when he had on his, uh, his garments, he had to have bell, pomegranate bell. Mm -hmm. So when the bell stopped slashing, mm -hmm. the high priest was dead. Mm -hmm. And nobody can go behind the veil and get him because they'll die too because nobody can approach Yah's holiness. So they had, they had to pull him out from behind the veil. Mm -hmm. But it's just interesting that, that, that Yah will pull him into his presence. So I wanted to just bring that out. Look that up, study that. So anyway, so, so, so when he went in, when he, when, he, when he goes in only once a year, he always brought blood. Which he offered both for himself and for the sins committed in ignorance by the people. I want y'all to hear this. In ignorance by the people, by this arrangement... The Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, showed that so long as the first tent had standing, the way into the holiest place was still closed. Hallelujah. This symbolizes the present age and indicates that the conscience of the person, the conscience of the person performing the service cannot be brought to the goal by the gifts and sacrifices he offers. For they involve only food and drink and drink and various ceremonial washings, regulations concerning the outward life imposed until the time for Yah to reshape the whole structure. So the high priest, you all, it, it, it says that he brought, he brought in um, blood. It says, behind the veil, right? Verse, verse 9 says this, this symbolizes that the present age indicates that the conscience, your mind, his mind, the conscience of the person performing the service cannot be brought to the goal by the gifts and sacrifice he offers. The conscience, his mind. Why? The high priest, the high priest was the holiest man in all of Israel. There is nobody as holy as the high priest. After Moses had, was, was gone, you had, you had Aaron's son, Eleazar, right? He was the high, he, he, he was the holiest man in all of Israel. You had Aharon, Aaron, Moses' brother, when Moses was alive, who go behind the veil, which shows that he had to bring blood for himself to atone for his own sins and the sins of the people. And even in Aaron doing that in his holiness, he was still nothing before the most high. His holiness, his holiness was still as nothing. Because why? He still had faults. He was a man. Just like we are. He was imperfect. So he still had sin. So even though he was performing these, these rituals and doing his things, it could not be brought to the goal. The only sin that was atoned for with an earthly high priest were the sins committed out of ignorance. Sins that people did not know that they were doing that was wrong. It's called sinning inadvertently or sinning by mistake. Because the people would do wrong and not know that they were wrong. 
Did y'all understand that? <coughs> so his mind cannot be brought to the goal. Verse 11 says this, but when the Messiah, Mashiach, appeared as high priest, Kohen Gadol, of the good things that are happening already, then through the greater and more perfect tent, which is not man-made, that is not of this created world, he entered the holiest place once and for all. And he, and he entered not by means of the blood of goats and calves. So he didn't do it the way the, high, the earthly high priest did it. By the blood of goats and calves. He, he, he brought the, calf, the blood of the calf in the earthly high priest to, for his own sins. Then he brought the blood of the goat in for the people's sins. But Yeshua, when he entered, the Messiah, when he entered, he went by the means of his own blood. He did not have to take blood in. Ooh, hallelujah, listen. He did not have to take blood in to atone for himself. That's one thing you have to look at. Hallelujah. The high priest brought two forms of blood. He brought blood in from the atone, for, for blood from the calf to atone for the people. And then he brought blood in for the goats. He brought what we call, uh, he did two kinds of offering. He did the Ola offering, which is called a burnt offering. And the Ola offering brought shalom. It brought peace, shalom. And then he did what we call the hot to act offering, which is called a sin offering. Because once you regain, once you uh, confess your sins and to Yah, He's forgiven you. Then there is shalom, and then and then you're forgiven for your sins. And that's the blood that the high priest brought in. But when Yeshua Himself came in, He came in. He didn't bring in any blood. First of all, for Himself. Why? Because He was a sinless individual. Yeshua HaMashiach, which, 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 which I believe personally that we need him for salvation. I believe he's the son of the Most High Yah. I believe he's HaMashiach. He died for the sins of the world. I believe he was a perfect man. I don't believe that he sinned against Yah intentionally or unintentionally. This is the, that's what I believe. So he didn't have to bring any kind of blood to atone for his own sin. So by the means of his own blood, but he did bring blood to atone for the people's sins. So he, and he entered not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by the means of what? His own blood, thus setting people free forever. For if sprinkling ceremonial unclean persons with the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer restores to our purity, then how much more the blood of the Messiah, who through the eternal spirit offered himself to Yah as a sacrifice without blemish, will purify your what? Your conscience from works that lead to death so that we can serve the living Elohim. So Yeshua's blood. Listen, the, the, blood, the blood of the cows and the goats that the high priest brought to atone for the sins out of ignorance, it did work. They were purified. They were clean. They were accepted. But one, the goal they could not meet was to, he could not forgive them of intentional sin. The high priest, a mere man like us, could not forgive you for intentionally doing wrong. He could not purify your conscience from dead works. But Yeshua himself, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah, it says this again. It said, then how much more the blood of the Messiah, who through the eternal spirit offered himself to Yah as a sacrifice without blemish will purify your conscience, your mindset, the way you think from works that lead to death so that we can serve the living God. What are works that lead to death? That's the question I want to ask. Works that lead to death, what is that? Intentional sin. Sin, see, listen, when you read the, when you read in the, in, in the scriptures, the 10 words, they got the, they, they got the 10 uh, meat bar and the D bar, the 10 words in the wilderness. Those 10 words are all dealing with intentional sin. Finna show you something. Let's go to Exodus 20. And I'm going to read every last one of them. <laughs> all, all of these 
are intentional sins. You ready? Except for the first one. The first one is what we call an acknowledgement of who Yah is. Verse 21 says this, Then Yah said all these words, I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the abode of slavery. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of servitude, out of bondage, out of hardship, out of the house or the abode of slavery. Right? You are to have no other gods before me. You are not to make for yourselves a what? A carved image of any of any kind, a representation in heaven, of anything in heaven above, on the earth beneath, or in the water below the shoreline. You are not to bow down to them or serve them. For I, I am Yahuwah Elohim, a jealous Elohim, punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but displaying grace to the thousandth generation of those who love me and obey my misvote. Let me put this part right here, Pastor. Let me, let me, let me, let me uh, let, let's make an announcement. You know that, that fish symbol that they use? That's a sin. You know that cross they use? That's a sin. That's a sin. What you mean is a sin? Jesus hung on the cross. Well, he hung on a stake, actually. But listen to this. You are not to have any other gods before me, right? You are not to make for yourself a carved image or any kind of representation <laughs> of anything in heaven, or heaven above or earth below or in the shoreline or the shoreline. You know why? Why is that said? Because in Deuteronomy, y'all said, when I spoke to you, I gave you my word. I didn't, you, you didn't see me come by you with nothing but my word. So the only thing that can represent y'all is, is what? Word. Word. Not a cross symbol, not a fish symbol, not a star, a, 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 a six-point star. The star of David and the, the, the disciple star, the same thing. <laughs> this, these symbols cannot represent the most high. We do these things out of ignorance, some of us do it, to get a good feel. It don't matter, let me tell you something, it don't matter how many tears you shed. Your nature is still your nature. And you're going to be judged, judged based on your nature. If you got a sinful nature, you're going to be judged in that way. You ever seen an alligator or a crocodile swimming in water with tears coming out of his eyes? They call them crocodile tears. You ever seen one cry? I've seen a crocodile with tears. They call them crocodile tears. They be crying and they still devour their prey. Crocodile comes to the prey like it got a big old grin on his face with tears coming out and will eat the prey up. So you have a crocodile tears don't mean the hill of beans. You're, a crocodile is still a crocodile. And you'd be a fool to get in the war with a hundred crocodile and think he won't bite you because he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> and some of us are just like that. We think every smile is a friendly face. That's what happened in 1 Kings 13 when a man of God from Judah came and that old prophet lied to him after Yah had told him, go another way. Don't eat or drink anything here. The old prophet come to him and said, well, you know, I too am a prophet. And the angel told me, tell you to come over to my house and eat. And he went to go eat. And the words that as they were eating, and Yah spoke to the old prophet and said, since you disobeyed me, you will not be laid in the tombs of your ancestors. And the man on his way back to the house was devoured by a lion because of his disobedience and not taking heed to the word of Yah. We have a true Responsibility to take heed to Yah's word and don't be so moved in how we feel about it. Because how you feel don't amount to a hill of beans. It's not what you're doing. Doing what is right from whose perspective? The most highest. Verse 3 says, uh, or 3 says this. Not verse 3, but the, but the third word. You are not to use lightly the name of Yahuwah Elohim because Yahuwah will not leave unpunished someone who uses his name lightly. Remember the day, Shabbat, to set it apart for Yah. You have six days to labor and do all your work, but the seven days of Shabbat for Yahuwah, your Elohim, on it you will not do any kind of work. Not you, your son, or your daughter, not your male or your female slaves, 
Not your livestock and not your foreigner stand with you inside the gates of your property. For in six days, Yahuwah made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he did what? Rested. This is why Yahuwah blessed the day Shabbat and separated for himself. You are to honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land which Yahuwah your Elohim has given you. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false evidence against your neighbor. Do not covet your neighbor's house. Do not covet your neighbor's wife, his male or female slave, his ox, his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Mm -hmm. All the experience, all the people did what? Experience the thunder, the lightning, the sound of the shofar, and the mountain shaking. And when the people saw it, they trembled standing in the distance. They said to Moshe, you speak with us, and we will listen, but don't let y'all speak with us or we will die. <laughs> so Moshe answered the people, don't be afraid because Yah has done this, on, on, has come on to test you and make you fear him so that you won't commit what? Sins. Uh-huh. So that the people stood at a distance, but Moshe approached the thick darkness where Yah was. So these are the ten words. Yeshua came to help us to obey Yah's word, to purify our conscience. Your conscience is your mind, your place where you think. From dead words, from thinking things that will lead you into doing what? To death. Mm-hmm. From thinking about the sin, that, that, to doing the sin that will carry you to a place that you won't be able to return from. So Mashiach purified our conscience from dead words. It is, because, it is because of this death that he is the mediator of a new covenant or will. Because a death has occurred which set people free from the transgression committed under the first covenant. Push pause. The death has not set you free from the, from, from the Torah. It has not set you free from the Torah. That's not what it said, is it? It says this. It, it, has, it said because a death has occurred which set people free from the what? Transgressions committed under the first covenant. The, the, the transgressions they committed under the first covenant. That's, you've been set free from that. Because we're gonna to get to that in a second. For those who have, for those who have been called, may receive the promised eternal inheritance. For the, for where there is a will, there will necessarily be produced evidence of its maker's death, since a will goes into effect only upon death. It was forced while its maker is still alive. Let's push pause. We gotta see what happens. What happened because of the people transgression? What did they do? Well, let's go to Jeremiah because everybody, well, we're going to go to Hebrews. I'm going to go to Jeremiah 31 first. Jeremiah 31, and we're going to to begin at verse 31 in some Bibles, 32 in my Bible. Jeremiah 31 in some Bibles, Jeremiah 32 in some other Bibles. Y'all ready? Because y'all is already talking about a new covenant, right? It, my verse says this. It would not be like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day I took them by their hands and brought them out of the land of Egypt. Why? Because they, for their part, violated my covenant even though I, for my part, was a husband to them, says y'all. Now, in the natural you have a man, you have a woman, right? Uh-huh. They come to a marriage covenant. If, a, if, if, if one spouse com, uh, 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 violates their covenant by adultery, that's grounds for what? Divorce and death. There's two things. In, 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 in Deuteronomy, it shows that if someone is caught doing that, then you, then you got to bring um, a witness Right? You gotta have a witness. You gotta have a husband. You gotta have a witness. Right? 
In Numbers 5, it talks about if the, if the husband becomes insecure or feels jealous. That goes to John 8, as a matter of fact, when you should find the temple, but we're going to go do, do, do that another time. But Numbers 5, if the husband is jealous, then he's to take his wife to the priest. She's to make an oath, drink a drink. And then if, she, if, if, if she's lying, her, 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 her private parts will shrivel up. So, 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 uh, <laughs> so, uh, the, the even result is she won't be able to have any children. So, but Israel, for Israel, on Israel's part, they violated the covenant, even though Yah, for his part, was a husband to them. So, that, so they, they were separated. There was no longer. Deuteronomy 24. Y'all ready? Yes, sir. 24, beginning at verse 1, says this. Suppose a man marries a woman and consummates the marriage, but later finds her displeasing because, she, because he has found her offensive in some respect. He writes her a divorce document, gives it to her, and sends her away from his house. She, she leaves his house and goes and becomes another man's wife. Now listen, hold on. But the second husband dislikes her and writes her a get, gives it to her and sends her away from his house or the second husband whom she married dies. Now listen, what Israel did was married, they made a covenant to with, with who? Yahuwah Elohim. So we was married to, 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 to Yah. We was one with him. We was in a covenant. Israel started doing horrible things yeah. such as idolatry. They, they started kneeling down, worshiping, becoming intimate with another God instead of Elohim, instead of Yah. So then guess what? They're no longer together. They just can't come back to Yah. It's over with. It's a wrap. We holler at you. Y'all broke up. You did. You still can't come back. So then listen, or the other husband dies, right? Mm -hmm. In such a case, her first husband, who's our first love? Who, 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 who brought us out of, out of the boat of slavery? Yeah, that's the one who, who was a husband to us. In such a case, her first husband, who sent her away, may not take her again as his wife. Because she is now defiled. It would be detestable to Yah, and you are not to bring about sin in the land that who your Elohim has given you as your inheritance. So now, if Yah put that charge on Israel, would he live by that same word that he gave to them? He has to. He has to. And he has his word above his name. So now, they, Israel has broken covenant. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking about us being atoned. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about us. Not, not Yom Kippur anymore, but I'm talking about how we're back with Yah. Mm -hmm. So when you read John 3, you see Nicodemus coming to Yeshua by night. He begins to talk to Yeshua. Yeshua explains three things to him. He said, truly, truly, some say verily, verily, whichever terms you want to use. I say unto you, except a man is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of Yah. That's the original design that Yah had called for his people when he brought them out of Egypt. He said, I'm going to make you a kingdom of Kohanim, a kingdom of priests. That's what it's about. Yeshua's first sermon was what? Matthew what? 417. What was it? Anybody know? He said, repent to Shuba. Turn from your way, your sinful ways, or wholeheartedly mean your ways, turn from your sins to Yah. Hallelujah. So it's about a kingdom, right? But Yeshua says they got to be born again. Why? Because in their first state, they cannot come back to Yah. But Yah can have a new wife. 
He made us new. How? The first thing he says is this. As Moses did what? Lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. What happens in the wilderness? Israel is fighting. God gives the enemy over to their hand. The spirit does what? Leads them another way. They begin to complain. Yeshua says that the spirit, you go, this is how it is. Everybody in the spirit. They go how the spirit leads them, right? Israel was being led by Yah's spirit through Moses to go another way. Numbers 21, they begin to complain. In response to that complaint, because they, 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 they grumbled against Yah and Moshe, in response to their complaining, Yah sends poisonous serpents into the camp. Right. They begin to bite the people. Their sin caused death to come to them. Yah tells Moses, put a serpent on the pole, raise it up. Whoever looks at it will be healed, will live. Did the serpent have power? No. So what's going on? He put them in a position to have trust, to have faith. That's the first thing. Second thing is this. Water. Because water does what? Purifies you. And by the Spirit. Because the Spirit does what? Seals you into this new covenant by putting y'all's Torah on your heart. This is amazing. That Yeshua has come and purified our conscience from dead works. He's come and he's removed the veil. And now we have access to Yah. He has reconciled us back to Yah. So now we can be a wife to Yah. Or the bride of who? Mashiach. That's heavy, ain't it? That's deep. That's some, that's some good stuff. But he had to give his life. Because somebody had to die. See, people say, you know, human sacrifice. Why would God kill the people? Come on, let's, 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 let's grow up. Your mind, y'all's ways are high above your ways. Okay. His thoughts are high above your thoughts. But let me explain something to you. Because of your sin, there's no individual on the planet who can ever go without sinning on purpose. No, not one. No, not one. Moses was the greatest man outside of Yeshua HaMashiach. Why? He was the first mediator. And he broke faith with Yah. Yah tells Moses, look here, I want you to go over there, speak to that rock, tell it to produce water for you. Moses goes over there and he slaps the rock. Yah tells Moses, because you didn't trust me. Because trust comes by what? And hearing by the word of Yah. And whenever Yah speaks out of his mouth, it's his what? His word. You didn't open my word. You took matters into your own hand. You did what you wanted to do. And you hit the rock. And even though you think you got results, you still cannot enter into this land. Same thing in Matthew 7 chapter. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, we, we cast out devils in your name. We prophesy in your name. We, we, we lay some sick in your name. He goes to their face. I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of Torahlessness, of lawlessness. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do in his name, the only one who can enter into Yah's kingdom are the ones who does what Yah wants them to do. Not doing things from your own perspective, your own way, how you feel, but doing things from his perspective. Denying your own self-interest. Yeshua says, if any man want to follow me, he must first say no to himself. Pick up his execution stake and then follow me. Because following Yeshua, it, it has to come as self-denial. And that's having the same mind that he had because he denied his own self-interest. But the same mind that was in Hamashiach being us. Philippians 2. He denied his own self-interest for the benefit of mankind. And we got to know this. So now, this second covenant it, 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 it said in verse, in verse um, 15, it is because of this death that he is a mediator of a new covenant. Because a death has occurred which sets people free from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. Those who have been called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. For where there is a will, there must necessarily be produced evidence of its maker's death. Since a will goes into effect only upon the death, it never has force while its maker is still alive. 
This is why the first covenant too was inaugurated with what? Blood. After Moshe had proclaimed every command of the Torah to all the people, he took the blood of the calves and some water and used scarlet wool and hyssop to sprinkle both the scroll itself and the people. And he said, this is the blood of the covenant which Yah has ordained for you. Likewise, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the things used in the ceremonies. In fact, according to, according to the Torah, almost everything is purified with what? Blood. Indeed, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Had to be blood. Now, now back to my point. Somebody had to be stoned for, 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 for sin. Anybody ever heard of um, people getting born again out of being homosexuals? You know that a homosexual is supposed to be burned by fire? You know that somebody that committed adultery is supposed to be stoned? Or somebody that fornicates? Anybody ever had sex without being married? Well, you know what you got to answer. I have had sex before I was married. I was a fornicator. Don't you know that in Torah, as a fornicator, you just, you're supposed to die? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, I'm still here, able to proclaim the gospel. Mm -hmm. Woo! Mm -hmm. Ain't that something? Anybody ever, anybody ever stole something? Mm -hmm. And not because you was hungry, stole something you wanted. Mm -hmm. Stole a bike or, or a house or a car. Stole some money. Oh, stole some shoes. I had a friend that was so good, we was young, he stole a PlayStation out of Walmart, walked out of it. I knew people who did drugs so good, they stole pressure washers out of Walmart. How do you do that? You walk out the, out the... I had a friend that I did not know until I was grown and born again that the car we was driving in that he had was a stolen car. Wow. We was in it for months. <laughs> Never got caught by the police. Running around. Ain't that something? And, 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 and you know that, 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 that all these things that I just mentioned, I just named off, were things that had to be thought about before you done it. I'm going to go steal that car. I'm going to steal that candy. I'm going to steal that necklace. Man, that girl fine. Ooh, that, that dude look good. Oh, I just... This is how I feel inside. All these things are intentional. And all these things are things that are punished by death. So Yeshua HaMashiach took every stoning that we're supposed to take. That means Sister Jacoba and, 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 and the stone that you're supposed to have, Yeshua took that stone for you. Yes. And, 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 and being burned by fire, somebody that's supposed to be burned by fire, Yeshua took that being burned by fire for you. Thank Every time they hit him across his back Thank you, and pour skin off his body, it was for us. Hallelujah. Or being, or, 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 you know, you know, when he was on the cross. Thank you. Thank Excuse me, forgive me, y'all. I, I gotta come out of that tradition. When he was on that stake, and he was saying he was thirsty. And that man got that vinegar. And put it about the drink. That vinegar was what was, was you it was old vinegar. Sanitation. What it was what, what, what he did was put a toilet brush in his mouth. The same thing that was used to clean up what a soldier sat down and used the bathroom man. They and they put in that water to get it off and clean it. They put in that water and said drink. So it, so he drank all that for, on your behalf. When, when you deserve that death. See, this is not a religion. This is not. Listen, you was alienated from Yah. You was in the world without hope. You was in sin. Oh my. And he said when he came that I have come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel because we was lost. Listen, today in 2019, many of us are still lost. Don't know who we are. Still compromised. We leave our heavenly father. We worship false idols like Allah, who's not a real God, who's a moon God, who's false. Or we, or we worship a rock or a moon, or we want to worship a religion. We want to call ourselves a Christian. We want to dance on Sunday, Baptist church. Listen, if we want, don't want to go to Saturday, we want to eat ham and, and, and shrimp and lobster because we think it's big money food. Oh my. And we're lost. And then when somebody comes tells us that we're Israel, most of us out of ignorance say, you know what? Well, it don't matter. It don't matter who we are as long as the blood. Oh, it's the blood. It does matter who you are because if you don't know who you are, let, let me express something to you. When you got a, 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 a man of color pulled up by the police and for, for speeding, he gets shot. 
you see a curse, when you see somebody in my skin complexion in the projects and poverty and want to sit and get food stamps and want to get welfare and want to give their body up for drugs and want to stay in poverty, that's a curse on your life. Why would you want to stay that way? It does matter who you are. When we ride past our own people and race hate, like our doors because a man's out there, it does matter. Because why would you feel satisfied to see your brother or your sister in that condition and you with your high-headed, man-dependent self want to ride past them and act like you better? It does matter because, listen, if one person suffers, then we all suffer. According to Torah, according to Torah, if, if, if my brother is suffering, then I'm suffering. And Yeshua was so amazing that he's willing to leave the 99 to go get one. But you know what we say? Foolish phrases, I'm going with the goals. <laughs> well, what's the one that ain't going don't know how to go? You're going to still just leave him by himself? Once you go back, put him on your shoulders and carry him. Carry his burden. Let's burden with one another instead of us being so high-minded. It does matter who we, who, who, who we are. But we're so caught up and conditioned by our former slave masters. I'm not saying every Caucasian person was wrong or, 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 or had slaves. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that what you was taught, what you were given by someone was given to hold you back. And here it is, since we've been set free, we're still using the same thing that held us back and saying it's all good. Wake up. Walking around because we want to get the money, 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 money. We are millionaires and, 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 and depressed. We are millionaires that commit adultery. And, and now you know what's famous today? We have side pieces. Everybody got a side chick or a side dude. And, and that's popular right now to have you a side dude. Everybody got a baby mama, baby daddy, but not a husband or a wife. Everybody want, is, is tolerating sin and want to condition and make the man of God feel bad for calling a sissy a sissy. I don't care how the word is. If you're a homosexual, it's a sin. Period. And you're not a girl. Transgender. Well, listen, my name is Carrie Bell and I'm a white man. That's how I feel inside. <laughs> now, am I wrong for that? No. Am I foolish for that? No. Because that's how it is. When you say, let, let me tell you something. If you're a transgender, the LBGTQ community, I, and, I, and I pray that y'all save you, but if you are a woman and get your body changed, you still got a uterus or a cervix. So changing your outer appearance don't make you be a man all of a sudden. You go get some plastic or meat and put it in the front and act as if you are a man. But if you still got a uterus, you're in trouble. If you are a man and you want to cut yourself back, split it open and put it on the inside of you to have some kind of false intercourse and get your nerves all tingling to feel it. If you got a prostate, you're still a man. Hallelujah. And that's wrong. And I know people say, ooh, he being mean. I'm not being mean. We're living a life backwards. Living life on how we feel. It ain't about how you feel. It's about what the word of y'all said. I know y'all might be upset, but listen. Yeshua came to redeem us from that. You know, and people say, hey, well, sin is sin. It ain't no sin greater than other. That's a lie. Sin in that burden didn't cause death. Sin on purpose caused you to die, though. Hallelujah. Whoo! Y'all alright? I'm kind of hot. Hallelujah. But it was his blood that sets us free. So it says this that um that this is this is why the first covenant too was inaugurated with blood. After Moses had proclaimed every command of the Torah to all the people, he took the blood of the calves and some water and used scarlet wool and his out to sprinkle both the scroll itself and all the people. And he said, this is the blood of the covenant which God has ordained for you. Likewise, he sprinkled the blood uh, of both the tent and all the things used in the ceremonies in accordance with, in accordance, excuse me, with the Torah and almost everything is purified with blood. Indeed, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So now, this is how the covenants of the heavenly thing have to be purified. But the heavenly things themselves require a better sacrifice than these. For the Messiah has entered the holiest place, which is not man-made, and merely a copy of the true one, but into heaven itself, in order to appear now on our behalf in the very presence of Yah. For further, he did not enter heaven to offer himself over and over again. He was perfect. The high priest, what well, he did, thank you. 
Thank you. The, 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 the high priest, for what he did, could not be brought to the gold. And it could not purify our consciences from dead works. So he had to go once a year to keep doing it over and over again. You, let me say this. Every single day, that, that altar, that, that burning that burn altar, the altar, it had to have blood flowing continuously. And the fire could never go out. So imagine how many animals died on the behalf of people. How much blood was being shed continuously, continuously, continuously. And then once a year, the sacrifice and the animals. So an animal had to die continuously. It was a life for a life. Somebody's life, uh, or a life of an animal had to be given up. And that was just, and that was just from, 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 from sinning out of ignorance. Now Yeshua, our Messiah, was not a goat, not a calf. But he was one that was slaughtered for you. Now, I think that Yah is amazing. Sister Tiffany, could you give Solomon love to die for me? I got to think real hard and probably wouldn't do it to give, you know, Layla up. Ariella, loyalty. I couldn't give Michaela up for Jefty. I like, I love Jefty. I, I think he's my good brother. We come into a good relationship. But I can't do it for you. I love my daddy. My own father. I can't see myself giving my son a for him. I just, ooh, that's rough. Say for a righteous man, someone will even dare to die. <laughs> you know, they think about it. But Yeshua himself, his own blood was shed for us. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've done things on purpose. I know I should have done Hear them and didn't tell nobody. Listen, took years for me to tell my wife things I've done before I met her. I couldn't, I couldn't tell her how she was going to take me. I used to be aggressive. A, a form of abusive. Well, my wife said, what are you going to tell somebody to get some help? I said, I can't tell them because I feel they'll judge me. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. But Yeshua already knew my thought process. He already knew how I carried myself. He already knew what I've done, how bad it was, how detestable it was. And even if I hid my head under the cover and said evil things in my mind in the dark, he still heard my, my, my thoughts. So he knew how stinking I was. And yet he forgave me. He gave his life for me. That's amazing to me. That's to, for me. And you, but you, for further, Yeshua did not enter heaven to offer himself over and over again. Like the Kohen Gadol, the high priest who enters the holiest place year after year with blood that is not of his own. For then he would have to for then he would have to suffer death many times from the founder of the universe on. But as it is, he has appeared once at the end of the ages in order to do away with sin through the sacrifice of himself. Hallelujah. Just as human beings have to die once, but after this comes the judgment, so also the Messiah have been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear, listen, will appear on a second time not to deal with sin, but to deliver those who are eagerly waiting for him. Man, we got to think about that. That's atonement. That's giving his life for, for, for somebody. Woo! Hallelujah. Now I got something I want to, because you know, people have all this stuff they want to say about, about, about y'all. But let me say this. Remember, remember in the in the uh, in the garden. When 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 um when, when, when even Adam died. They wouldn't try to cover themselves. Uh -huh. You can't cover yourself. Clothing Vegetation was insufficient. And they clothed themselves with leaves because they was naked because of their shame. But it had to be skins of an animal and it had to be provided by Yah. Man cannot create his own covering for sin. Amen. And the thing is that we want to sit here and get beside ourselves and say, well, can no man die for your sins because we don't understand the ways of Yah. You can determine on who's going to cover your sins. <laughs> Yah has determined who, who, uh, how it's covered. So don't leave to what you think. That's why Yeshua told Nicodemus, it's got to be trust. 
Because it did not make no sense. I'm running from snakes getting bit on my ankle. My wife showed me the other day of, of a little baby. How old was the little kid? Oh, maybe three. Three. Got bit by a rattlesnake. Can you imagine that happening? The skin was black. I know a man got bit by a rattlesnake. He lived, but his arm was, was dead. Little baby lived, but she was going to be messed up and probably hard to walk. Might not be able to walk. That killed nerves and everything. So can you imagine them getting bit by these snakes and then the, then the same thing you get bit by, most he telling you that y'all said, look at it and you will live. I done got bit by I'm terrified by it. I can't handle it. Woo! That's going to save me, but it takes your trust, your faith to believe. Look at that and I will live. Look to Yeshua. You will live. He brings us back to y'all. That takes trust. Then, and then, after then, you, you, you're purified, then you receive the Ruach HaKodesh, which is the new covenant. Y'all putting this Torah on your heart. Amen. Only, the only kind of blood that, was, that, that reconciled us to Yah is innocent blood. And it's got to be a blood of somebody on our level. Animals did not have the ability to communicate and have a relationship with Yah. Mankind does. So Yah sacrificed his much loved, beloved son. Just for us. Amen. 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 So think about that. Now, you, now, now think twice <laughs> before you decide. That's why I tell we got power. You ain't got to go, man, listen. We do not have to get high. No, no, you know I'm not gonna to get too graphic, but you don't have to be. You you don't have to be a homosexual. You don't have to be an adulterer. You don't have to live in sin. You don't. You don't have to be a drug addict. You can make the conscious decision. You can cry out help. You ain't gotta be a dealer either. You know. Let me say this: when Peter. Kiefer was on the boat. He stepped out on trust on, on Yeshua's word that Yeshua said, come. When he was getting ready to sing, he didn't think of no, he didn't think no drawn out prayer what to say. He said, help Lord, help me. That's all you, help me. Help. I don't know how to quote scriptures. Yeah. I don't know what, I understand what Deacon such and such said. I don't know none of that. Help me. And Yeshua did what? He grabbed her and brought her back up. And what did they do together? They walked back to the boat on water. An impossible situation. They walked on water through a so-called storm. Hallelujah. They walked on water through all kinds of stuff happening around them. But they walked back based on the word and the help from Mashiach. So think about that. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, I'm going to read um, <clears throat> Hebrews 10, 31. Through 39, then we're going to try to end this thing. Hebrews 10, 31 says this. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living Elohim. Uh -huh. But remember the earlier days when after you have received the light. What's the light? We didn't do what light was. What's the light? Truth. The ore. You endured a hard struggle with suffering. Sometimes you were publicly disgraced. And persecuted. Folks talking about you, embarrassing, trying to do you bad. And persecuted. While at other times you stood loyally by those who have treated who, who were treated this way. For you shared the sufferings of those who have been put in prison. Also, when your possessions were seized, you accept, accepted it gladly. Since you knew that what you possessed was better and would last forever. Don't so don't throw away that courage of yours which carries with it such a great reward. For you need to hold out on that by having done what Yah's will, you may receive what he has promised. For there is so, so little time. The one coming will indeed come. He will not delay. Listen to this, y'all. But the person who is righteous will live his life by trusting. Amen. And if he shrinks back, I would not be pleased with him. However, we are not the kind who shrink back and are destroyed. We're on the contrary, 
we keep trusting and thus preserve our lives. Mm-hmm. Yah, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for being good to us. We ask you, Yah, to help us to acknowledge what Yeshua done. Take it seriously. Not out of religion, not out of trying to sound deep or be smart or intelligent before people because, Yah, you understand our heart. You see our heart and you know when we're faking. You know we're being serious. So help us to, to govern ourselves accordingly to how we're supposed to do to let our hearts be in the right place and acceptable in your sight. Help us to live our lives pleasing to you. We understand that we have to grow and that you deal with every individual on their level of comprehension, but you deal with all of us on the, on different levels and that you love us and that you care about us and that you are very patient with us and you'll grow us up into that mature person who you've called us to be. So we ask you to help us to walk that out, to know who Yahshua is, to grow in your Torah, to receive this new covenant you've given us with your rule, HaKodesh, being on our hearts, convicting us of sin, yeah. and leading and guiding us into all truth. For Yah, we thank you and we praise you for being our strength and our salvation. Amen. In Yeshua's name, amen. amen.